Hey besties, this is Chastity on week one, episode one of For the Girls, Gays, and Nays. Um, today we're going to be talking about a few different things. The introduction, why I chose this topic, Beyonce's going country, what? A future episode ideas, what y'all want to hear, a little bit of what's going on in the world, and how we feel about gender roles. Today I have a special guest with me, and her name is Mrs. C- <laughs> My name is Chloe Oskins. Um, it's great to be here. I can't wait to talk about some of these topics, and I'm really excited to see how Chastity's podcast goes. How Chastity's podcast goes. Yeah. <laughs> might eat this one up. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so first, we're going to start with why I chose this topic. Um, and that is simply because when Tommy asked me what I wanted to do, it had to be something that I was passionate about. And he's like, what are you passionate about? And I stared at Chloe in her eyes and said, I don't know, Chloe. What am I passionate about? <laughs> <laughs> and then we tracked back over my history of the last... Uh, last four years at the University of Evansville and I'm heavily big on inclusivity and wanting everyone to be a part of my world regardless of your pronouns Mm -hmm. who you love um etc etc um I don't like to exclude people based on those things I was raised a little differently you know if you don't agree with me that's fine um but that's something I type and write about heavily if you read my work um I say writer because that's what I do I'm a writer I'm not a podcaster so if this sucks I'm sorry (laughs) um but yeah I write about all things inclusive I speak for people that don't have the voice to speak for themselves and that's Mm -hmm. something I pride myself on and I knew that this topic would be something that I was passionate about um however I do not plan to speak every single week strictly on you know gay rights gender roles etc etc however this week I'm going to start with something like that and then we'll turn a little bit over to more general um, girl talk conversations for anyone that wants to listen and anyone that cares with that being said we're going to start off the first topic with a little bit of what's going on in the world inspired by Mr. Tommy Houseman himself (laughs) Um, if you've ever taken one of his classes you know Um, and today we're going to be talking about how Greece was the first orthodox country to legalize same-sex marriage how do you feel about that Chloe? Um, I think after reading a couple articles, the main thing that really struck me is that um, if two people are together and one of one of them is the biological parent, if that person dies, um, their partner couldn't have legally become the caregiver of the child. Have to go into foster care. Yeah, and they would become like a ward of the state. Which also changed two days ago um, when they legalized same-sex marriage as well as um, extending the adoption rights to same-sex couples as well. So you don't have to be married, but you can still, you know, legally adopt the child with, while dating the same sex, which I guess they prior to did not allow in Greece. Which it does mm-hmm. say um, in some articles that it's a Christian country and they think that it'll be one of very few, if ever again, legalized countries um, that are Christian Orthodox to legalize uh, same-sex marriage. So... That's kind of crazy. And then they just joined 30 other countries worldwide with same-sex marriage. So I don't know how many countries we have, but I don't think that that is nearly all of them. So we have some work to do because that's a that's a big problem. And I can't I think America just legalized it in June 26, 2015, which makes perfect sense because June is Pride Month, obviously, which Mm -hmm. if you guys didn't know, if you haven't been in my life that long or don't know me personally, I get my nails done for Pride Month every single year for the last four now this will be four in June I've gotten them done some sort of rainbow cutesy pattern just to show my support for um, same-sex marriage because I love pride month and I participate in it heavily when I can I'm a busy gal but when I can I show up and show out Um, following this topic, we're going to talk about Beyonce's going country. What? (laughs) Like, I know you guys are wondering, like, why she's talking about Beyonce. But if you don't know, Beyonce is a gay icon. I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. Like, my entire life, I've always known that. Come on now. Like, Amanda raised me in Beyonce's skin and flesh. I swear to God. Like, Halo, if I were a boy, nearly killed me more than a few times in my life. So, um, I'm a heavy Beyonce stan. I went and saw her in July um, in Louisville. It was great. It was iconic. Um, And Beyonce is a big, big... um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Big representative for the mm-hmm. gay community. A lot of gays and they's, them's, everyone in between really cherish Beyonce because she has always been inclusive. She's a black woman. She is top of the charts right, charts right now in country music. A black woman is the first time ever to be top of the charts in country music in spot one and two. I was amazed to see that. I love that so much. Um, it does not surprise me at all. No offense that no other black woman has ever been up there, but I also feel like they... The music industry doesn't give a running chance to black women to show their um, differences in music genres that are outside of, you know, like R&B soul, which R&B soul is my go to. That's my fave. But I feel like Mm -hmm. there's never been one to really genuinely try country music, nor um, the industry gave them a running chance where I feel like Beyonce dropping that during during the Super Bowl really ate them up. Yeah, it went crazy nationally. It still is in spot one and two. And it's been a week today. So that's impressive to say so myself. Um, it's called Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. If you haven't went and listened to it yet, I love 16 Carriages. It's my favorite. Def put it on my feels playlist. <laughs> uh, Texas Hold'em, in my opinion, is more like a Nashville girl vibe. Like more like, yeah. you know, if I'm getting ready to go drink in Nashville, like I would definitely play that to get ready. But I'm a Beyonce stand around and around. So I don't know if she can put out a bad song that I won't like per se. But she... Um, putting herself on the charts like this in country music and coming for that award after Jay-Z ate them up like that at the Grammys is pretty impressive. And I know that the gays are really screaming and standing this one. Um, She's been all over my timeline. I definitely share her. The gays have shared her. All my homies have shared her. All the girls have shared her. I love to see it. I love to see a black woman putting importance out there. I think another way that really ties into it is that um, this article says that on Monday, controversy was stirred up when a Beyonce fan shared on social media that Kentucky KC 100... Um, one FM based in Oklahoma had replied to the fans request to play Beyonce's new music and they said we don't play her on our country station I saw that I saw that on Facebook and I was like just tell me you're racist like I'm yeah. sorry but I'm just gonna hit it like right where it hurts like we're Gen Z we call people out on their shit and I'm not gonna bleep that out like 100% that's what we do that's how we talk like we're very much like around fighting for inclusivity and Mm -hmm. inequality and you know I feel like the older generations are having a really hard time adapting to stop being racist and I don't understand why that's happening and the um general um manager for the stations um because it's like a pot of stations had come out and said um we really wish that our host had like elaborated and that the fan had elaborated um that it was a country song because uh the host failed to mention that we do play her music on a bunch other of our stations and that they were like unaware that she was releasing country music but at the same time it's like how can you be unaware how can you be unaware when music is your entire career and you're supposed to be following these trends and it is literally making headlines. But and she broke the internet with that. Like the whole like yeah. all the Verizon ad that she did with the Super Bowl. It was like mm-hmm. trying all these things to break the internet and then she was like, fine, drop the music and like drop two songs and like that's exactly what she did. So that's a bold faced lie. Like if you're genuinely a country music listener and into the music industry, you're fully aware that Beyonce just dropped a country music song. Like be mm-hmm. serious. Like that was so left wing for her to come out like that. Like it was crazy and she's coming for that award. And I do hope she eats everybody up this year. I also think that it's <laughs> Um, the backlash that they did face from the audience. Um, people that do listen to the country station are saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to Beyonce. She's not real country music. And I'm sorry, but yeah, mean, there are, <laughs> like, I know there are other 
people like Sam Hunt, who like talks, sings in his country songs. Like he's basically a poet at that point. And There's people that said that Taylor Swift is country. Like, no, she's not. She, no, she had a fake country accent for the first like five years of her career, and now it's like nowhere to be found. The, and the Swifties are gonna come after you on that one. I don't care. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, I'm Team Beyonce all the way. Like, I'm not scared of those. No, but I'm serious. Like, if you can be a Swiftie, you can understand that that country thing was fake, and she's not a country artist. Like, she had her moment where she fit in that genre, and Beyonce can too. And that's how I feel about that. Exactly. And also, um, following the Super Bowl and black women is the slander against Andra Day after she sang the Black History Month um, national anthem, I think is what they called it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure officially what they published it as. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then they said that Reba sang the only quote unquote national anthem that we have. That is like blatant racism as well. I shared Mm -hmm. about it on my Facebook. I was like, this is blatant racism. Like Reba is an iconic woman in this country. Yes, everybody knows Reba. She has had a TV show. She has a great voice. You know, Mm -hmm. she's old and still rocking like whatever. But, you know, Andra Day ate that up. The vocals were fire. People were slandering her voice. Like, tell me you have no idea of music outside of what you're used to. Tell me you don't evolve to new times. Tell me you're not aware of social equality and Black History Month being in February, which is always when the Super Bowl is. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to recognize things like that in our nation when we come from such low equality, piece of shit, you know, kind of like ancestors that have raised this for us to have to give rights to people that just should have been given them. You know what I mean? Earned them from the jump as we did as white people. You know, gay people, black people, everyone else in between don't have the same rights as we do. And we have to recognize that they got those rights after us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for those of you who don't know um, what exactly that song represents, this article says that Lift Every Voice and Sing, the song, was written by a civil rights activist, James Weldon Johnson, in the 1900s. It's often referred to as the Black National Anthem, as the lyrics are eloquently captured, the solemn yet hopeful appeal for the liberty of black Americans. And it was prominently used as a rallying cry during the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 1960s, according to the NAACP. And the comments were just saying, like, we didn't even know what she was saying. Like, Mm -hmm. she wasn't even singing the words correctly. How would you know John from Maryland? Like, how would you know how how it's supposed to be saying? You know what I mean? Like, you're a white man. Please be quiet. And Mm -hmm. no offense. Like, I'm not saying it, you know, to offend anyone but I'm saying it you know like don't speak where you're not asked yeah speak when you're you're not aware of what you're speaking on yeah you're just judging you're just racist don't give an opinion on something that is yeah blatant racism yeah like, you can't argue now. Now. like gen z is here to eat people up i just saw a tiktok about this today and it was like when you're trying to argue with your gen z daughter but she's going to eat you up every time and it's like <laughs> yes because you're not evolving like if my 62 year old grandma can evolve the times and like no longer think that you know there's any issue with equal rights or equality or evolving of the nation then i don't understand why 32 year old jerry can't do it you know what i mean like my nana's a precious little angel who was like okay so we're no longer at treat people like this cool like Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah nana you can't say that anymore and she's like okay i'll never say it again like Mm -hmm. precious angel she is and like there's a big difference in people where it's like the sweetest people like your nana that's like okay i just won't say that anymore and then there's the other side of people that are like you can't tell me what i can't say it's like no but you can beat up get beat up for it out front if you want i I don't really care i'm not gonna do it but somebody's gonna beat you up like you're gonna say it to the wrong person you should just treat people how you want to be treated what happened to that rule exactly learned that in kindergarten i mean i'm not sure what went away with that when it came to like treating other people that aren't white straight men that way but Mm -hmm. apparently and following that gender roles women in itself like we get treated like items you know like we're just 
sacks of meat and it's like oh my god he wants to eat me i'm literally terrified right now like why can't why can't boys just be like you're so pretty why do they have to be like can i eat you it's like no like i'm a human you can't bite into my flesh that's a little weird Mm -hmm. you know sexualizing you that's terrible as well girl talk lol i think another thing that's really powerful that's going on with gender roles is right now is like working at a bar you see all the different kinds of like outfits that people are wearing on a Mm -hmm. night out and it's no longer like Disclaimer, Chloe and I bartend for a living. Yeah. (laughs) There's, it's crazy seeing like all the different kinds of outfits that people wear out because, and people can be very stereotypical, but like the girls aren't wearing, like every girl's different now. Like some girls are going to wear these button up suits and like look super good. Like I like that fashion is it's more modernized and allowed for people to step outside it's those gender roles. It's actually rolled back. It's very rolled back to the 90s. Like, oversized yeah. clothing is back. Girls aren't wearing, like, the tiniest tops and the tiniest skirts mm-hmm. anymore. It's, like, baggy jeans, baggy cargos. Like, yeah. a baggy t-shirt sometimes with a turtleneck underneath. And people are like, she must be gay. Like, what? No, she just yeah. isn't, you know what I mean? She doesn't want to show her belly today, but she got it. Just know that body's banging. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and something that I can relate to with that is I'll never forget when my coworker um, told me that she thought I was gay because I was rolling up my sleeves. What? And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? And apparently it was like a thing amongst my old coworkers. Like, that's what they thought. And I was like, what does rolling up my sleeves have anything to do with that? You cuffed your sleeves? Yeah, I would cuff my sleeves. But it's because I have like a little bit more broad shoulders. And so I would cuff my (laughs) sleeves. trying to slim it out. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to look like a little skinny queen. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, especially like when I wrote Life Through the Eyes of a Woman, that was genuinely because I had never been more sexualized in my life. Yeah. Um, Tune in if you want to read it. It's on Mm -hmm. uh, crescent.com. Shameless promo. Backslash Life Through the Eyes of a Woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I published that in spring of 2021. And that was genuinely because like I had just started college because I came in we came in during COVID year mm-hmm. and I just started college and I realized that like men are disgusting. Like in high school, it's one thing like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, they think you're cute. They say you're hot, whatever. But in college, it's like, oh my God, they're looking at what you're wearing. They're commenting on what you're mm-hmm. wearing. Why do you, why do you even know what my pants are called? Like yeah. you're a 24 year old boy. Like, how do you know that these are slim fit jeans? Like, what do mm-hmm. you mean? I, I, just, I was genuinely like mortified that like there was an, there was a limit of perfection that you cannot reach as a woman. And I was like scared, you know what I mean? Like place yeah. confidence. Like I'm, yeah, like you can be confident in yourself and be like, oh, I know I'm pretty. Like, oh, I, I know that I do this. I know that I can do this. But then like you, you're set out in a, in a bowl of men and it's like, which one yeah. can tear me apart first? Exactly. And another part of it is like, there's levels to it. And where, rejection. And yeah. rejection. And there's like, I don't want to say just like fraternities, but there's like different groups of men where it's Athletes, like, yeah. are you, are we going to hang out with her? Are we going to invite her over? And it's just like. I remember being a sophomore and like a bunch of my friends were going to this party with guys and the guys had said that I wasn't invited. And then I remember like the next year I was and it was just, like, it really, why now? Why now? It, it just really sucked. And I, I think that that's one of the worst things about being in college now. And I'm glad that we're getting out of it, but it's well, just like the pool of rejection. And, and if you reject them, they're so mean and critical. And they're like, oh, that's why you're ugly. That's why you're fat. That's why this. That's why that. Yeah. And it's, and it's, like, it's a small campus. Well, my I, know, I have not had a problem personally at, U, at UE, but I did mm-hmm. come from Murray State in Kentucky. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh, my God, like these boys are so mean. Yeah. Not here. I, I have not had that issue. I feel like we have 
a general nice campus. Yeah. Um, but at Murray, I, I remember being like, oh, my God, like, these these boys are so mean. And, like, mm-hmm. why are they always commenting on me? Like, I'm not an object to please you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was very in that stage of, like, 18, 19 years old where I'm confused about my point here. Like, yeah. I'm like, what am I, is my purpose here just to appease men? Like, am I not mm-hmm. trying to get an education and, like, a real boyfriend? Like, what do you mean? Like and while I'm on my way to get education, I have to be worried about what people are thinking of me as I walk by through the campus. And get whistled at or they hold a door <laughs> open for me and I don't say thank you and they're cussing me out. And I'm like, whoa, like sorry thank you and they're like can I get your number no okay well then f you too b like okay yeah. well like you just really went there like, I'm on my way to algebra one like, chill please, yeah, please leave me alone <laughs> and they get so angry I hate that but times are evolving I will say men are getting mm-hmm. much more polite more um I don't know like in touch with their feminine side they would hate to hear it but I'm sorry babe that's what it's called when you're yeah. when you're when you're not so toxic anymore it's in touch with your feminine side and honestly women like to see that we don't we don't hate to see a man that's in touch with his emotions and cares about how a woman feels and cares about how am I going to please her? How am I going to appease her? How am I going to keep her? Not only get her, but keep her. Worry about that part. Like we care about things like that. And that we do like in this generation to see men evolve like that. I know my mom tells me like, Oh, I wouldn't want my man to be feminine. But like our generation really idolizes feminine men. And it's not, it's not taking away from, from your masculinity to be Mm -hmm. in touch with your femininity. No. And I love that. I mean, you can still be blue collar, rough hands and believe in what you believe. But at the end of the day, you can still bring out your feminine side in what you believe. Give me a hug every day. Yeah. Cuddle up to me at night and soften up. Clean your nails. I don't, (laughs) because apparently that's like a feminine thing. Like go get a manicure, pedicure. Like that's, that's okay. Get in touch with that. No, for real. But um, we're going to cut episode one pretty short for you guys this week. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and message me some ideas what you want to hear for week two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Because there's yep. going to be eight more episodes in between here. And feel free to message me some do's and don'ts of this podcast, your opinions, feedback, and future ideas. Um, you have me on Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, anything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll hear from you guys soon. XOXO.